Hello, everyone, and welcome to Studio de Hefri. I am alongside my dearest friend, who I do not have a song for, even a short one, but the great Dave Hellman of FoxSports.com. You may have known him as DallasCowboys.com Dave Hellman, but he is now with Fox Sports, and he is also the person who I am not homeless because of that I'll be hanging out with in his room at training camp. So say hello, everyone, to Dave Hellman, who now has a full-blown audio setup in his apartment. And while this is a video, it's also us testing his equipment. Hi, Dave. Hi, Rumi. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to hop back on with you specifically because everybody was so mean to me last time I did your show because I sounded like ass. And hopefully now I don't. I got I look, I got the headset, I got the interface, I'm hardwired, I'm freaking ready to roll let's do this bro you are yeah like you're actually there like i can see you yeah and no. hear you it's and amazing wow. what, like if you if you spend like you know if you spend like 150 bucks and and take like an hour out of your day to reconfigure some things it's amazing what a difference it makes well i have the link to dave hellman's youtube channel in the description of this video and now it's in the comments as well so make sure you're subscribed to that as we are about to be at camp and dave and i will be partying i think every day now i don't know if dave is going to be willing to hang out with me every day but i think every i mean day, if, i'll if be on every day if you're going to be my roommate then how would I? Yeah, no, I'm I'm in. I'm I mean, in. you might just be in the background, like doing, uh, like typing things while I'm doing stuff. But hey, as long as we're here, uh, I might as well take care of the people who take care of me and tell you guys that uh, my portion of this broadcast is brought to you by my friends at Bet Online, and they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. They can find all the where you can find all the latest odds, the news, sports developments, MLB, latest fighting news. Next season's NFL Futures with training camp coming up. Bet Online's opened up their odds for team wins, division futures, and of course the Super Bowl. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's talk about sports, Dave. Sports. I have three things. Okay. Let me think about what the three things were. Okay, hold on. I I just I feel like you're burying the lead. I feel like you're not as excited as I am about the throwbacks. Oh, you care about throwbacks and the white helmets for Thanksgiving? Yeah, dude. Okay, don't do that. Everybody cares about that. Bro, John Williams is in the chat, and John Williams on Twitter is the person who one of the topics I'm taking from. With oh, credit. I just wanted to point that out. Okay. He's excited about us being here. I'm excited about you being here because I'm taking your content to present. But yes, Dave, you care about uniforms and stuff. I really don't. That you that's just classic like you think you're better than everybody. Like uniforms are fun, especially if you root for a team like the Cowboys that never changes its uniform. Yeah. It's it's cool. Like it's it's I mean, no, it's not going to like change the season, but it's just it's fun. And good for them for doing it cuz like obviously, you know, they go to camp in four days. I was starting to wonder if that was not going to happen. Like everybody else is announcing all this crazy stuff. Uh, so yeah, good for them for doing it. So that means they'll be wearing the ones that are the, the Navy jerseys with the white numbers, the white shoulder pads and the white helmet. Correct. Okay. And that one looks fine. Like I actually, maybe the reason I don't care that much is because for the Cowboys, like theirs are just fine. Whatever they wear, it's like, yeah, that's fine. None oh. of them. None of them get me all hot and bothered. Like, if the Ravens come out wearing all black, I get hot and bothered. I like that. That shit's intimidating and fun. Oh, Cowboys, okay. it's like, yeah, that's Cowboys uniform. It's fine. 
I, I'm, 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 I'm big on a classic uniform. I like a classic. Uh, I mean, the Notre the, Dame guy. Uh, no, but like, but I do like Michigan? I mean, I, Michigan's great. I, I mean, I hate them, but Bama's uniforms are great. LSU is a school that has like stuck to one look for the majority of their history. Um, I don't think the Cowboys throwbacks are like the best. Um, you know, you can't beat the chargers. I love I love that the Patriots are bringing back their old look. I think that thing is clean. Oh, um, is it the one with the guy snapping the ball? Yeah. The uh, yeah. minute or Patriot Pat, whatever the hell his name is, and the red uniforms, those are great. But, yeah, it, it, it's just fun to mix it up. And I know I know fans care. Dude, I remember back in college, this is the stupidest thing ever, uh, LSU stitched the letters LSU to the collar of their uniform, like just the most basic – minute change ever and the story broke our website because that's how many people like clicked on it Gee. <laughs> people just people care about what their the uniform their team wears they just do it's just a thing it is multiple mo- multiple people want to know about your new job at fox sports one what does your new role look like and two this is from blue virus he just said when are you guys going to be there at training camp i'm going to get to the 27th which is the day of their first practice so i'll miss the first practice because i know the first practice is half ass and i'll be there with our rental car in time for day (laughs) two and the second practice so dave when will you be there and i come back august 7th so i'll be there like 10 days uh Um, i'm planning on i'm planning on going for the whole thing um some of that's not finalized yet, but like I, sh- I'm getting there the 25th. I'll be there up until they go to Denver. I'm planning on following them to Denver, and then I'll be back in LA for the second preseason game against the Chargers. Um, really, I, I, I haven't talked a ton about my new role because like it's kind of the same thing. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm doing all the same stuff I did for DallasCowboys.com. Um, obviously, like I'm, I'm not on their podcasts on a regular basis, but. I have the freedom to do stuff like this with Jeff. Um, I'm kind of like, I'm free to do whatever audio and video I want, basically, within reason anyway. So like, you'll be seeing me a lot more on YouTube. I just did uh, Bobby Belt and Brian Baradas's podcast yesterday. It's up right now. Can't believe um, they haven't invited me. On oh, the I bet you they will. I bet you, I they, bet will. you they won't. Okay. okay. You know where that's hosted at? Oh, I forgot. It's an Odyssey thing. Yeah. Okay. You probably won't be on there. You're right. Um, Would I quit? Um, I did somebody else's pod on Tuesday. Yeah. So I do not have a regular home for podcasting right now. I'm working on that. And then also there's YouTube. But yeah, as far as Fox Sports, I'll be writing and talking about the Cowboys for them just as much as I ever did for DC.com. I literally... I woke up this morning. I was like halfway through my coffee when the news about the uniform came out and I fired I talk about it, but yeah, where? Well, I, I cranked out a story about it in like 10 minutes. I mean, so it's, it's really the same gig that I've always had. Um, yeah. So just, just really for a new website. I think I know what you wanted to say after saying it's the same gig that you've always had, but you opted not to. Mm. And I think I know what you wanted to say. I mean, it, it pays better than the last gig. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say that. Uh, so I will post a link real quick again to Hellman's new YouTube page because I think we've got you to like 880 something subscribers, and I believe and I have not. Po- I have not posted a video yet. I am aware of that. I will do it. So two things. Yes, two things. One, I'm posting this again because 
through my channel, Dave, we will get you to a thousand people before we even get to camp, but you have to post something in the next couple of days. Do an ask me anything. Do something. Right. I will do, pitch. I'll do, I'll do a video before I leave for camp. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I think once you get to a thousand, now that Dave in theory has the freedom to do what he wants, I can tell you guys the beauty of the YouTube thing is that I own it. And uh, that means there's no overhead and it's mine and it makes dollars and that's great. And it's lovely because I own it. Um, and so for Dave, we need to get him to the thousand subscribers so that he can change the link so that instead of it being youtube.com slash cdtfxy1rhhfv9, it can be youtube.com slash Dave Helmer or whatever. And it'll be easier for people to find. And then Dave is growing something that he owns and then everybody's happy because we're hanging out with you. You guys are amazing. And then we also get to have money and pay our bills, which is incredible, right? Rock and yes. roll. Dave, Love make it. a video jerk. I'm working on it. Okay. I will. I will. Where'd Josie go? Josie was on the couch in the background the whole time. Uh, he got off the couch and came over to hang out with me. He's, I've been uh, puppy sitting Murphy for the last four days. So he feels super, uh, He's super attention deprived right now. But is Murphy still there? Murphy is no. Kelsey Charles' little tiny, tiny, tiny puppy that she thinks is a lab, but it's definitely not a lab. And once it's grown, she'll realize it's not a lab because it's growing more out than up. And so she's going to have a short, long lab. Murphy is uh, thankfully gone. He's a he's a wonderful little guy, but pup dude. Josie's 10. That's so, yeah, for anybody asking, that's my dog, Josie. He's I've had him since I was basically in college uh he's 10 like all he really does is sleep and follow me around and i forgot how hard it is to have a puppy like oh my god dude like it's i was getting up at like 5 a.m every day i was having to take him out 10 times a day and he was still peeing and pooping on everything i am very very happy he's gone even though he is very cute uh, so we've been sort of meandering here and I'd like to thank Mr. Twit in the super chat who said, I'm excited for your weekday segments on 97, one, the Eagle at 4:15 PM. What a great plug. Uh, thanks Mr. Twit. Cause I should let people know that literally my trip to Oxnard is being sponsored by the Ben and skin show. Uh, who, if any of you know, Ben and skin used to be on the fan. I used to be on the fan. Ben and skin now are at 97, one, the Eagle. They do a show from two to 5 PM. They are the home of the Mavericks. I will now be doing a call-in every weekday on their show at 4.15 while it's football season and during training camp. Uh, you can find them on the iHeartRadio app. So thanks to the Ben and Skin Show for sponsoring my trip to Oxnard. Woot, woot. Yeah! Thanks, fellas. Kilgore tuned in late, but here we are. I'll be um, – I'm, I'm I mean, I'm always excited about camp, but it's way more exciting knowing that you'll be there and you'll be available to drive me around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got the, uh, yeah, I got the, got the whole rental car booked. Uh, the whole trip will cost me. I had just enough miles to cover the flight. So what the Ben and Skin Show paid me to sponsor the trip actually paid for the rental car and then some. So it's free trip. I'm kind of covered, almost like you are. Except I don't have a hotel room. I had to ask you if you had a hotel room and you got two beds. Holy crap! It worked out. And I like, yes. I mean, I I can drive, but Jeff was like, "Can I bunk with you?" And I was like, are you going to get a car? And he said, yes. And I was like, this is the perfect exchange. Like, I have a spare bed. I need a car. Let's get something done. And here we are. Uh, and shout out to Kevin Gray, who is here. 
and talking about Popeyes hey, Kev. and saying congratulations. Make sure you're following Kevin Gray as well, even though uh, the fan has declared me their mortal enemy. Uh, Kevin is still my friend and is still a good person. And as I said, as a broadcaster, it is way better to own your own shit than to work for somebody else who would just all they want is people to do the job for as little as possible. So make sure that you're following KG and listen to him on the radio, on the fan at night, the live and local show, The Get Right, from 7 to 11 p.m. You, you radio guys, you radio guys crack me up. Like, it's just so, it's so much more competitive than the writing reporting space, it feels like. I mean, um, not that, it's not weird because... Yeah, like I don't want to complain. Like the amount of money I was making at the fan is something that like the average American would be absolutely thrilled. And doing sports radio for a living is great. So like I I didn't dislike that part of it, but when you realize what is possible with the internet and that there are for certain people who are sure I'll be cocky. If if you're good enough at it, it that people it. want and value you. Uh, you don't have to just settle for what they offer, even though the money, I'm not saying the money is bad. It bought me a house, a, nice, a good house. <laughs> uh, but when you can do better, do better. MD Andrews in the super chat. I'm starting grad school in a month. I'm going to need you all to come in the clutch to keep me informed as I drown. We have you covered. Got you. Formula party at Jeff's and pool fund leading receiver this year will be formula and Kilgore, the MVPs of this bad boy. It's CD lamb. Come on now. Ask a harder question. If it's Dalton Schultz, we're all going to lose our mind. If it's, I, I just, that's one of those ones where I'm like, if it's not CD lamb, then I don't like where the story of the season is going. <laughs> like, did he get hurt or what if it's because Jalen what if it's because Jalen Tolbert went for a hundred Catches and 1,400 yards and 11 touchdowns, and it turns out he's the best receiver in the NFL as a rookie, huh? I mean, that would be fun as hell. Uh, that would be – I would go as far as to call that unprecedented. But, yeah, sure, that would be great. Uh, okay, now, the thing that I wanted to steal from John Williams is this, okay? Now, if he's still here in the chat, the important part here, Dave, is we are not going to debate – any of the first 10 things I read you. This is about the premise, not nitpicking the list, okay? Okay, yeah, go for so it. So here's the premise. The premise is Dak is great. Zeke is good. Pollard is good. And we'll go back over this if you need to, like, write down the names. Dak is great. I got it. I got a pen. Okay, Dak. Just write down names, I guess. Dak, okay. who he says is great. Zeke is good. Pollard's good. CD's good. Tyron's great. Zach's great. Parsons is great. Diggs is great. Tank is great. God, everybody's great. Okay, cool. Curse is good. You going to the Super Bowl or what's happening here? Okay, so we've listed 10 players, right? So right. again, like you just you just did exactly what I told you not to do, which is nitpick the list. So shut up for a minute and listen. Because the follow-up is, which player is most important to join this list for the Cowboys to win a Super Bowl? Like oh. these are, these are. Let's say those are the ten best players on the Cowboys. This is yeah. This is like the core, the the core of your team, the really important pieces of your team. Yeah, and so we are looking for the guy who could join the list. And realism, you can either go realistic or not, or unrealistic, I guess. But the guy joining that list that gives you the best chance to win a Super Bowl, and because. 
I enjoyed the premise a lot. I actually spent the time to type out a lot of thoughts. So I want, I want to slow roll through this because I think there are four position groups that are candidates that would be the most important. If a wide receiver joined that list because the passing game is so important in the NFL, I think that's a candidate, but I don't know how realistic like Jalen Tolbert as potentially a top 10 player as a rookie would be. Why do you hate Mike? Like that's your guy. You threw a pizza party. I love him. I just wonder if you're going to miss the first however many weeks. Like, yeah, Gallup, like Gallup. Okay. Let's then we could just leave it at that Gallup candidate, right? Like that's a strong candidate for if you're like, Michael Gallup's one of our 10 best players. That'd be great. Yes, I agree. I've got a I've got a really good one, and I actually wrote about this for FoxSports.com. Can I can I bring it up? Yeah, you can bring it up. And shout out to Formula who dropped another super chat and said just to send it to Tiny Jim. Okay, let's let's be clear. There are a lot of good answers to this. Michael Gallup is one. Pick another offensive lineman. Like if Terrence Steele I'll shortcut my long form okay, answer because okay. that's my next section is an offensive right. lineman. I'm going I'm going to skip all of that because there is a guy. I think he has one of the greatest degrees of variance for this entire team, and that's Dante Fowler. Um, because I think everybody would agree for a top three pick, Dante Fowler has had a pretty meh career to this point. But he has had three pretty great seasons, and all three of those came when he was on a team – that made a deep playoff push. He had eight sacks as a rotational guy for the 2017 Jaguars. Uh, he got traded to the Rams um, in the middle of 18. And he had like, he, he played pretty damn well in that playoff run that got them to the Super Bowl that they lost. He had like two sacks and three tackles for loss in three games. Um, and then the next year after that, he had 11 and a half sacks uh, for a team that ironically missed the playoffs, but still had a winning record. Uh, so I look at that, I think, what did what did Dante Fowler have when he had those good seasons? When he was in Jacksonville, he was with Calais Campbell, and, all, you know, they were Saxonville. There were, like, eight guys that got to the quarterback. Oh, dude, and, that defense was kick-ass for, like, three years, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then in L.A., he obviously had Donald. He had Leonard Floyd for a little while. He had uh, Samson Ebucom helping him out. I say all of this to say Dante Fowler – is in a situation where there are other studs here that can take pressure off him. Demarcus Lawrence is a guy that's always going to command attention. Obviously Micah Parsons. Uh, so if Dante Fowler is consistently getting favorable looks because he's the third or maybe even fourth best pass rusher on this team, can he tap into that talent? And if he can, like if Dante Fowler can get to eight or like preferably even nine, 10, 11, 12 sacks, be huge it'd be absolutely huge for this team i think it would it could conceivably take their defense to a level that we're not considering it at it at right now okay i think that's a great answer because i guess man you i was more dismissive of the dante fowler edition and maybe i shouldn't be because like when i did it i wrote this about the defensive ends because it's such a premium position and obviously if one of them could join the list i eventually settled on Sam Williams, second round defensive end. And then I said, I just don't know if that Dorrance or Dante Fowler has it in them to be considered like a great NFL player. Williams athletic profile plus production in the SEC plus being a second round pick. Maybe him, but I do like the idea that Fowler's like Ben, a 
very productive pass rusher before in the NFL. I just, and, and, and to be clear, I have no clue if Dante Fowler is going to do that. I have no idea, but he has the His talent. last two seasons are three sacks and four and a half sacks. But like he's not, he's 27. Like he's not right. too old to be productive. No, he's a young player. And again, the years where he's been crap, he's been on bad teams. Like Atlanta doesn't have any pass rushers. Atlanta doesn't have any talent really. Oh, they have nothing. Yeah. That's like, yeah. just like, um, I'm, I'm trying to tell people like the Colts are going to be good. Like Matt Ryan does not suck. No, Matt Ryan I, is not done. I mean, the Matt Colts, Ryan was on the Falcons. The Colts should have made the playoffs last year and they definitively upgraded the quarterback position. So yeah, I mean, I expect them to win nine, 10 plus games. Um, but yeah, like, if Fow- if you were leaning on Fowler to be the centerpiece of your pass rush, you would be in deep shit. But you're not. You're leaning on him to be like your third best pass rusher. So, like I said, I, I don't know if he's going to do it, but he's done it before. He has the talent of a guy that was drafted in the top five. So, like, and and also give Dan Quinn some credit. Dan Quinn knows how to. I mean, he he brought out the best in these guys last year. If he can bring out the best in Dante Fowler, that could be a very big deal. That'll be something we'll be tracking a lot in camp, I think, is just who is playing and starting. Because, like, Dorrance's paycheck says he's the starter at defensive end. Yeah. And Sam Williams' draft status says he going to play. And Dante Fowler has the history. But if you were just going off of, well, Dorrance has a bigger contract and you have a second-round pick, like, I think I would put Fowler third. But I have no idea. And the brutal, The brutal truth is, too – I just hyped up Dante Fowler for five minutes. Like they could cut him if they felt like they needed to, like, yeah. they, you know, they don't, they're not tied to him. So he could be edge number. Like in theory, I guess you could say like what, like Chauncey Golston tank. If you count Parsons, Dorrance, Sam Williams, in theory, you could get to maybe five or six edges without him. Right. I, I, I don't think they will. Dante Fowler, like him, I'm mean, Terrell Basham for sure. Like those guys, they need to bring their uh, lunch pails to camp because that is a crowded position. And Mr. Twit popped in here with the super chat, which we appreciate. Do you have room to bring on Will Fuller? Yes, and I wish they would. And maybe they will. Like maybe Julio Jones, maybe my pipe dream will come true and they'll just wait. What do you have to do? Like for vested veterans, when can I bring them in and it's not guaranteed? Is it literally the start of the season? It's I don't remember if it's after week one or after roster cuts, but it's like it's okay. September basically. So you'd like if I'm gonna get my hopes up, it would be they need to stay unemployed for another month. Yeah. And then we'll see. Will Fuller is injured more than healthy from Big Tuck Nasty on Twitch. That's true. And Julio Jones was hurt last year. And Emmanuel Sanders is currently unemployed. And like there's just a bunch of dudes out there that I'm not totally comfortable that they're going to rely on going into the year with a journeyman vet minimum guy in James Washington and Jalen Tolbert as starters. And they've both been banged up in camp. Noah Brown might be a starter for this team going into the regular season. Simi Fihoko and Noah Brown might be starters when we go into the season. For crying out loud, sign a vet. The thing I keep going back to, and I've said this a few times, is like, no, like Julio, Julio is not who he was. Neither is T.Y. Hilton. Yes, Will Fuller is is a hurt guy. But I don't, I'm not asking them to be an 80 catch, 1100 yard type of player. I'm asking you to come in here 
Be one of and, my top four options and battle. And also, and I only need you to do that for a month. Like once, once Gallup is healthy, I don't care what happens to you. I need unless it. whichever vet I brought in is still better than Jalen Tolbert. Like that's sure. okay. Sure. That's good. That's great. Just have another option, please. That's yeah, I mean, I I completely agree, and I. I hope I hope that their game plan is just to evaluate these guys for a week or two and then do something. I mean, they they signed Malik Hooker when like they were in California when they signed Malik Hooker last year. Maybe they'll do something like that this year. I don't know, but it definitely is kind of concerning. So going back to what we were saying about the guy who could join the like one of the best ten players on the Cowboys and it would be the best for them. Uh, one of my wild cards was, and I don't think he's a legitimate pick here because i think there are other more prime positions that would mean more to you but malik hooker like what if he's we were doing the draft when he was at ohio state and we both were like that's a first round free safety like holy crap look at this dude get sideline to sideline and make plays and he started taking more and more time from kz as the season went along and he surprised me as a tackler and a run defender like what if malik hooker can be a dude where suddenly it's like, hey, Hooker doesn't make much and J. Ron Kirst doesn't make much, but you've got a really good safety group. Like, that's possible. I actually, I wrote about, so I, I did a story for Fox Sports this week that was like five under-the-radar guys who could really change the season if they play well. Fowler was one of them, and Hooker is another one. And I actually, I looked this up. I forgot about this. I thought the Cowboys gave him... uh four four mil over two years they gave him eight mil over two years they only they did not give jaron curse that much more than malik hooker and i think that speaks to the potential yeah i mean he's one of the better ball hawk prospects that has come out it has largely been injuries that has messed up his career like when he's been healthy he has played well he had he had like a three or four pick season for indy when he was healthy when he was a little bit younger and and people love to say especially with an Achilles, it's the second year after you recover from an Achilles where you start to feel normal again. Uh, so yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm buying the hype. Like I loved him as a prospect. I really hope he can stay healthy because if he does, I think he'll be a good player. Okay. My last candidate, this is my last candidate, I believe. And then we could revisit offensive linemen because I think if it's a offensive lineman that joins like, Hey, we've got Tyron and Zach and then that could be awesome. Uh, my last candidate is I just wanted to go because it's premier position and you already have Trayvon Diggs. And it's like, man, what if two of your studs played corner? And like, I can't see it with Anthony Brown. I can't see it with Jordan Lewis. And so the name would be Kelvin Joseph, but we've had nothing to lead us in that direction. And it's just weird talking about the guy who's still hovering in the area of, hey, I was in an SUV where somebody was murdered from inside of it. Like it's all real weird, but he would be my last candidate just because top two round pick premium position. If he took a starting job and if he got his shine on, that would be kick-ass for your football team. That would be such a Cowboys story because Kelvin Joseph is not, um, he's not noteworthy enough that the story with the murder investigation, it really, it hasn't traveled too much further than the Cowboys fan base. Like the league at large does not care about that. Like if it were, if Kelvin, I don't even want to say a name. I don't even want to say a name. Like I was about to name a big time receiver or linebacker, but like, I don't want to tie somebody's name, even in theory, but that that story would have been the biggest sports story of the year. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
but but you know, in some world where Kelvin Joseph takes a starting job and has three picks by the end of September or, you know, something like that, then, then all of a sudden, then this is, it's just this huge story. And, and we're talking about it all the time. Um, so who would be your final answer? Oh, it's really gonna, hard. Like, I'm I gonna, think I'm down to Gallup or Joseph or an edge rusher. So oh. I, Real, real quick. I mean, if you, if let's just say it was going to be an offensive lineman, like, do you think? I think, think I would pick Tyler Smith. I think. The mo- well, I would pick Terrence Steele as the one I would want I was it to literally, be. I was going to give you the choice between Steele and Tyler. I think Steele is the one you would want it to be just because he plays tackle instead of guard. But because of the investment and what their plans are for him for the future, I think the real answer is Tyler Smith because you would know if he steps in and he's a stud right away that I got five years of this and two or three of them might be as my left tackle. So your young first round pick yeah. is the answer, but for this moment and to win the Super Bowl, I would take for this season, give me Terrence Steele because lining up against edge rushers in today's NFL is ass. Like that job is hard. Those dudes are freaks out there. I think uh, for this, for this season, I think I would still take Tyler because like Terrence Steele was not elite last year but like he did the job well enough that it wasn't a weekly problem whereas I would call it survive well I mean their offense played really well when he played but right I think and, individually if you just look at him you'd be like yeah he got no. by and I I tend to agree but what I was gonna say is like the games the games that gave them the fits where they just looked like they weren't even an NFL team was when the interior couldn't deal with guys like that. I mean, I mean, it's the San Francisco game. It was the last game they played, but it was just such a glaring example of that. Where oh, it was shit, like, maybe the answer is Biotish. I mean, well, and you would like to think if Tyler Smith is that dude, then you would like to think that that would boost Tyler Biotish's level of play as well. So I think I would go Tyler Smith. Yeah, I guess Smith, if you have Smith and he's a stud and you have a first ballot Hall of Famer at right guard, I'd like to think there's enough there to kind of protect my, my right. center a little bit. Yes. Like if snap you, the ball and don't fall down. We got you, bro. Exactly. Uh, Texas boss 23 guys. I've been trying to find out all off season. The answer to this question, who made the decision to keep Zeke starting and receiving the vast majority of carries after he re-injured his knee? The answer is the problem. And that is a good question that I don't know the answer to. Um, I guess what, a lot of people would go with is the Jones boys where it's like 21, get the ball to 21. Uh, and I don't know that they do that. Or, I don't know. Like, yes, they're influential, but it's Jerry. They do meet with the coaches once a week, but do they really have the ability to go? I don't care if his knees banged up 21, 21, 21. I hope not, man. I don't want to live in that world. I think, I mean, there is, probably an element of that and not so like i don't think it's ever as juicy as people want it to be like jerry's in there like you give 21 the damn ball right and like mccarthy and kellen afterwards are like well it sounds like we got to make sure that zeke's in all the time and kellen make sure you scrap all your creative plays and run it up the middle because mr jones said so like right there's no i don't think it's i don't think it's that interesting but i do think jerry and steven probably have a degree of input jerry and steven 
are aware that they pay Zeke fifteen million dollars a year, and maybe it's maybe it's more along the lines of like, you know, what's what's the word on Zeke? Is he good enough to go? Is like, can he play? And you're like, yeah, yeah, Jim and Jim and those guys say he can play, and then, uh, yeah, I think that all probably ties together. I don't think, yeah, I I don't think anybody's forcing the coaches to do that, but I also think there is sort of that element of maybe unspoken pressure where it's like this guy gets paid a lot of money. And if he's capable of playing, he should be playing. You know, what really sucks is like, I'm thinking about like tight end. And I think you agree with this. Like as soon as they tagged Dalton Schultz, I think we both got the vibe that like, they ain't getting a long-term deal done. Cause they don't want to like, they want to play out this tag and then they want to replace him for cheap if they can. And if not, then we'll figure it out later. Whereas at running back after this year is when, if you really wanted to, you could get Zeke's giant contract off the books, but it wouldn't be so that Tony Pollard could get his shine on because he's in the last year of his deal now. I mean, I, I, I'll be disappointed in the Cowboys and this is going to be really interesting. And I wrote about this too. I'll just keep plugging my work on Fox sports. Do it. Um, oh wait, hold on. Do that, but also I'm gonna plug your YouTube channel again in the chat. This is Dave oh, Holmes' YouTube channel, which I swear on everything. He's gonna put out a video soon. Getting him to a thousand subscribers so we can change the URL so he's easier to find, and then he, he can own his product while he continues to grow himself, and then everybody wins. Appreciate that. Um, I I I don't think there is a player on this roster, including Dak, and I know the pressure that's on Dak. I understand that he plays quarterback. I don't think there's a player on this roster facing more pressure to deliver than Zeke Elliott this year because – Oh, that sucks because that means they're going to give him more opportunities to deliver, which means Tony Pollard's going to wither away again, and then he'll be gone without ever making a real impact on the Cowboys. And then he's going to go be Austin Eckler somewhere. It's entirely possible. But if – I mean, Zeke Zeke needs a good season or else the the calls to part ways with him are going to get loud. And I, I'm interested to see – like. The Cowboys have have cut big time players before, but it's been a minute since they cut a guy like Zeke, who is like so obviously one of the faces of their franchise. His jerseys are still all over the stores. I mean, he's he's got to be one of the top two or three sellers of jerseys, things like that. And like, dude, and we talk about how they can get out after this year, but people need to know that can get out just means that you don't get upside down. It's right. not saving you. Like they don't. They're not well, they're not necessarily gonna pull the ripcord on that. That's what I'm saying. And like I, I will honestly I will be impressed. And and I'm I want to give Zeke the chance to bounce back. I think it's very possible. So so I'm not sitting here saying right now, like they absolutely have to cut him. I'm not saying that. But if he has a mediocre season, like if if he runs for like 800 yards and averages like 3.9 yards per carry, and it just kind of looks like this is over. I'll still be impressed if they pull the ripcord because I don't think they want to. Like, I, I don't really think the Cowboys like. And if they did, would they then make Tony Pollard well, a nine, ten million dollar running well, back, or so would they just go on start over? You're reading my mind because, like, okay, if Zeke is bad and they cut him, I will be impressed that they ripped the bandaid off and just did it because I don't think they want to. And I will immediately be disappointed if they turn around and pay Tony Pollard, uh, like, which I love Tony Pollard, but. I just don't think it's good business. I no, think go go buy me a free agent center or if you need to right tackle and slap you a fourth or fifth round running back back there and don't worry about it. I would go as far as to say if Zeke and Tony are both off of this team, give me a second round running back. That's fine. 
Like, give me, give me pick sixty at running back. I'm very disappointed in you, Dave. Whatever. It's a draft pick. It's fine. Pick one twenty, and then also pick one seventy, and let them both just go. See what second round. Their second round picks typically don't contribute anyway. So a a starting running back with pick sixty one sounds fine to me. Yeah, I'm just thinking about like um, I don't know why the name that jumped in my head is Michael Carter with the Jets. Where was he drafted? Like I feel like you can just go find a guy. Dude, that guy, that guy was like fourth round pick. Fourth round pick. Oh wait, who was the guy they drafted in the second round? I think you're thinking of. Oh, they just drafted Brees Hall. I think is it? Is that who picked? I'm so bad with the rookies right now. Um, Um, Yeah, the Jets just took another running back, even though they had Michael Carter, which is very disappointing to me because I'm like, wait, he's good. And you felt like you needed to use a higher oh, draft capital. Oh, I'm getting my guys confused because um, Javante Williams was the other North Carolina. Javante Williams was DNC too, and he was a second round pick for Denver. Yeah, 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 and ran all over the Cowboys. By the way, yeah, just pick you a random one. It'll be fine. Um, I got nothing else today. What do you think, Dave? Uh, I'll just answer that. Yeah, I mean, yes, I do see Zeke's blocking. Zeke is an amazing pass protector. I give him credit for that all the time. That is also a big part of why he stays on the field. But I'm not paying a running back top of the league money to block. Can't pay you $15 million a year because you pick up blitzes. Connor McGovern can line up back there and pick up a blitz. It's not good business. We can go jumbo. But I will always, always be amazed by the block he threw in the the Niner game where he took out two guys at once. Like he is, he's really damn good at it. Uh, But that's not enough to justify a $15 million salary. I think we should extend him because he's been posting workout videos and he looks good. Looks like he's spry. For the record, I'll say it again. Like I have a solid degree of optimism that this will be a nice year for Zeke, especially if Tyler Smith if they can block. is a good player. Yeah. If, if they can't Smith block, good, he won't be good. If they can block, he'll be good. Yes, I agree. Welcome to running back life. Uh, be, I'll just, I mean, I don't have anywhere to be, so I'll just keep answering questions. Uh, oh yeah. Fire Dave questions. It's good for me to be on. I mean, people keep joining. This is called maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should save this for my own channel, but, (laughs) um, I don't know what's going on with Anthony Barr. Like I said earlier, just don't write anything off until we're like a week or so, maybe week or two into camp. Cause again, Malik Hooker joined the team when they were already in California, like, they will once and bars a health thing too, right? Because I think Hooker was a health thing where yeah. it was like I remember when they met with him and Kazee earlier in the offseason, and Kazee, I guess, obviously was further ahead health wise. And so they're like, All right, sign the healthy guy. And then I think Hooker was like, Hey, I'm healthy now. And they're like, All right, come on in. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if they if they did a little bit more uh at one of those positions, but who, who the hell can say for sure, you know? They got $20 million laying around if they want to use it. They sure do. A, which is enough for Amari if they want to trade for Amari Cooper. They could they could have – they could add like three pretty decent players to this team with the cap space that they have. You could add a swing tackle who might be able to compete for a right tackle starting spot. You could add a veteran wide receiver who would make you feel good about that group. And then you could add – what's one more thing we might want? Would you want a linebacker? Decent, maybe a D-tackle? A real-life one? I feel fine about the D tackles they have. Like I know they're not amazing. Like I feel perfectly comfortable buying Neville and Osa's upside. I think Carlos Watkins is is a solid player. So okay, so that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But it's here's not a game that I thought about doing oh, an entire well, video on, and I didn't okay. do a video on it, and I might do it later. But 
like I think the Cowboys will win the division because they have the best quarterback in the division. And the last they played the Eagles twice last year and they spanked their ass twice. Now, once I mean, the Eagles didn't try their best, the Eagles but whatever. did not try to win the second game, but fine. But like when you look around the league at the Eagles, D tackles are going to be Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and Jordan Davis. Every one of them would be by far your best defensive tackle. I just look at the Cowboys group and I'm like, man, I wish there was some more there. I will say, and I forgot that he's out there. Like, of course, of course I would want Indomitian Sue on this team. I just think Indomitian Sue is in that rare class, kind of like Rob Gronkowski, where he's made all the money he needs. He's racked up all the accolades he needs to rack up. Like he ain't, he's not going to sign just anywhere. Like he's only going to play where he feels like it's a great fit and the money's right. And he likes the organization. And maybe, I mean, maybe that could be Dallas, but I'm just saying like, he ain't out there just looking for work. Like if Indomitian Sue is going to sign, it's going to be into the exact situation that he wants. And that's why guys like him and Richard Sherman, like those guys have the luxury of just kind of hanging around until the right team wants them. And Mance said any word on the white helmets returning this year. They're Dave back, opened, Mance. Dave They're, opened the show with it. Back, baby. Excited. They're it, back. Is it just Thanksgiving? Is it the only yes, time they're going to wear it? It's just Thanksgiving. Jeff, like, don't be such a wet blanket, man. It's I, it's fine. I like it. It's oh, neat. It's fine. I like it. It's cool. It's fine. It's like shoe guy. I'm not really shoe guy. You know, people get excited about shoes, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. What are you? What are you a guy of other than like fantasy novels? Man, you just definitely took this to a therapy place. Uh, uh, no, I mean, don't, don't. No, but it is like story. it's it's one of those things. Where it's like, what brings you joy? And I'm like, shit. Um, yeah. What? I mean, well, and I like I watching sports. I like. Um, I'm way into sand volleyball now. I like competing oh at God, things. Dude, I Jesus. like doing. Yeah, I like being outside. I like competing at things. I enjoy broadcasting. I enjoy sports. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just the aesthetic part of it. You know, it probably goes all the way to like vehicles, like people who are car people. Meh. No, I drive drive a CRV. It's all good. I I like it a lot. I don't get that at all. I mean, I did like when I, when I finally had enough money, I bought the car I wanted. I drive a forerunner, but like, I feel no desire to ever drive anything else. Like if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would just keep driving my, crappy 2016 forerunner wouldn't care yeah so that goes back to your original question and that is the hard part where it's like jeff if you won the lottery tomorrow what would change and i'm like i don't know nothing i'm good uh i would buy i would buy my parents a house and uh i'd probably buy like an apartment in new york i think I, that sounds fun that sounds fun to me i guess i would be more generous to I my friend group but if, like i don't it wouldn't change my life in any way shape or form because oh i would go ahead well no i think there's a I think you're about to find this out, by the way, there is a, I mean, they've done millions of studies on this. You're about to find this out. There's like, there's a baseline level of income where it's like, okay, so I'm not broke. I'm not hungry. I'm not worried about it. And if you're below that line, then yeah, there's real life struggles. Once you reach a baseline of whatever dollars per year where, you know, the bills are paid and it's all good. Like it all changes to, okay, but what's really going on in life? Like what's, what's the real thing? Because I'll tell you what, we're just going to get super open here in minute number 43. Last three or so weeks have maybe been like the biggest struggle I've had in the last five to 10 years, the last three weeks or so. And I kind of sense that. Yeah. And it's weird because 
I'm thrilled that I quit my job. Thrilled. Uh, I love career-wise where I'm headed. I love uh, my friend group, you and everybody that you let me be friends with. But over the last few weeks, and I've changed medicine in that same time frame, but I don't want to blame medicine for like where I'm getting worse and worse is I want to be around people. I want to be around you and our friend group and do all the things. And as soon as I stop doing the things and I get home and I'm by myself, it's like spiral, bitch. Welcome to the deep, dark despair of what now, you worthless piece of shit. And, uh, and then the other part of me is like, and you've been doing therapy for eight years or so, and you are getting to a worse point. But I think it's because I'm doing therapy right now that's really important and really deep and really good. And it's like, you're going to go through this raw shit and it's going to suck. And by the end of it, it's going to be great. But I tie, I don't know, but I ramble. That all ties into something. And uh, so, yeah, that all goes into my catchphrase too. You never know what anybody's going through. So be cool to everyone. I love you. I love that. I love your openness about it. And also like, I, I don't know. I feel like that's, uh, that's pretty standard. It's funny though. I, and I enjoy it. Uh, like, you know, I get texts from you at random times a day. That's like, that want to do this? And I'm like, okay, Jeff's going through it right now. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's put some plans together. Whereas and, I, and honestly, that's to, probably unhealthy. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. And that's what, that's what support systems are for. I just typically, uh, I, I like retreat into myself. I feel like, like when I'm feeling that way, I just sort of shut down and I almost like don't want to be around people. And I, but like, I need like you're really good at it. Kelsey's really good at it. Like I need people in my life who can sort of like drag me out of that. And it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, there's a world out here and you should probably be part of it. So that's what happened uh, last night. We had our volleyball game and I ended up with you at pasta sure. night, but the volleyball sure. game was at seven and it ends at like eight. And I'm sitting there with a few of our friends and I, uh, the one who I ended up asking was our buddy, David, uh, and I was just like, hey, uh, would you be okay with like grabbing a drink or something? Because um, I don't want to go home right now. Like, I don't want to go home and be by myself right now. I want to be, I want to be around people and connected to people. And our friend David is one of the best people on planet Earth. And so he was like, of course, like, you can come to my apartment too. And I, but I went back and forth with like what you're saying, where you go into yourself. Mm -hmm. I like right when our game ended, part of me was like, go home, get in bed, hide from world. And the other part of me was like, it's also where I don't want to be. Um, and so figuring out life is hard. It is. Well, which, but, and I know you know this, but like, I will always get a drink with you. That's really, <laughs> yes, you, actually, will. you talk about being a guy. Like I'm an LSU football guy. I'm a Lord of the Rings guy. Uh, more than anything, I'm a let's go to the bar and have a drink guy. <laughs> I mean, that might say something bad about me, but it is what it is. <laughs> Also, yeah. I'm loving this conversation, but if you're following the chat, I guess Kyler Murray just got the bag. Well, I'm confirming he got the bag. Hold on. Oh, he did. Oh, you see, you looked it up, made sure. $230.5 million, 160 of it guaranteed. Okay, average of 46 a year, and Dak gets like 40 a year. Yeah, every day that moves forward, your deal with your quarterback looks better and never worry about it. If you get a good quarterback, just be glad you get a good quarterback, you know? Kyler literally quit on his team and uh, just got $46 million a year. <laughs> and also, 
Tyler couldn't even get the whole thing guaranteed, which is what the guy who, uh, you know, isn't going to probably play this year. and Oh, the possibly a sexual predator who got say, the greatest contract in the history of the NFL, even with it? The guy who, at the very least, has a terrible problem with boundaries or more than likely is just an outright scumbag. Yeah, got his whole deal uh, guaranteed. And, and suspension-proofed. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Which And now I wonder... Uh, what like so if Kyler got that, like, what what's gonna happen with Lamar? Like, Lamar is a better. I think it hurts that he didn't have an agent, but he's Lamar's better. Lamar's better than Kyler. We agree on this, right? Yeah, like there's part of the football world who just can't, I think, wrap their brain around the fact that playing the quarterback position different is okay. But like Lamar's 37 and 12 as a starter. Lamar's Ravens were going to win that division last year until they went what 0 and 8 without him. Oh, and like. Like without Lamar Jackson, that team is bad. With Lamar Jackson, that team wins twelve games a year. Like, yeah, Lamar Jackson's stud. Yeah, he deserves to be a top it is, whatever paid quarterback. It's wild. Like, and I'm guilty of it. Like, sometimes I just sort of forget about Lamar, and that's crazy because he's won an MVP. Um, yeah, I hope he gets paid, or yeah, he's going to get paid. I just hope he doesn't have to wait too too long to do it. Okay, um, I kind of I need to pee. Oh, I was muted. Uh, what was the Ravens' record last oh. year? Hold on, I just want to do this real quick because I think they missed the playoffs. So they were, yeah, they were eight and nine, and I believe they were seven and four in games he started and finished. That's like, dude, and look, oh, they went one and five without him. Yeah, he's pretty good. You know me. I am a I'm an honorary Bengals fan. I will be rooting for Joey B and Jamar and Lyle. Uh, I think people are asleep on the Ravens because they basically didn't have a team by the end of last year. Like their whole freaking team got hurt. They they didn't have Dobbins. They didn't have Lamar for parts of it. They didn't have have uh, Humphrey. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lamar six and one as a starter in 2018, 13 and two in 19, 11 and four in 20, and then seven and four carrying a destroyed team in 2021. If you're picking the Ravens to win less than 11 games, you are ignoring everything Lamar Jackson's ever done. I, I think people are sleeping on them, and I yeah, I expect them to be right in the thick of it. All right, let's go empty our bladders. That's uh, Dave Hellman of FoxSports.com. I'm going to – or Fox Sports. I'm sure you'll see him on TV as well. I'm going to put the link to Dave's YouTube channel in there one more time. We'll be at Cowboys camp, and we'll be doing stuff every day. Ravens have six tight ends now. Yeah, and still no good wide receivers. Um, that is a problem, but I trust Lamar to figure it out. Shout out to my guys at Bet Online for bringing you this. Dave, do you have any parting words? Um, I mean, yours are really good. I agree with your sentiment. So you just say yours. You have no idea what anyone's going through. So be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye.